0: Ashton Kutcher woke up in a vomit-induced state of delirium, staring down at his alphabet soup, which he had just regurgitated. And it spelled out the phrase, Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro
1: Wrestling, baby! That's getting edited heavily, sir, this intro. Yeah, I gotta imagine. (laughs) It felt so natural at the time. It'll probably just be, the that phrase of Ashton Kutcher was sweaty time pro wrestling with Sean. All right. Well, great. And James. I was hoping you'd throw to and
0: James. Yeah, no, I felt too self-conscious about that absolute failure of an intro.
1: And James. And James. Jonathan. This is wrestling related. I have started calling Socks the cat who lives here, aka Henry, Hen Dog 20. Hell yeah, let him
0: know. And named, of course, after uh, beloved Son of Havoc
1: cosplayer, M Dog 20, aka Matt Cross. Who's also Son of Havoc. Yes, what? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that was why I was calling him Hen Dog Twenty. No, he's no. Here's the thing. He's actually a, he is a Son of Heaven
0: cosplayer. They are two different people. It's shocking. I know. Son of Henrik. Son of Henrik is good. Yeah. Son of my heart. Oh, Sean, where are you? In my house. Oh, you just switched up your setup. Yeah, I got I got a different camera. Or right, so like. It's in a different place now, and I think I like it. Yeah.
1: Because I've never seen any bit of this room. I could have swore your your setup used to be on the other wall.
0: No. So it was just like, and shouts out to uh, Alienware, uh, partner of Torchyberry. Me and a friend went over to their place to play some Magic the Gathering, have a good old time talking a bunch of shit. And like he had like a camera lying around from Movo, it was sort of like a Kickstarter he contributed to, and he's like, "I'm not using it," and it just kind of like sent me home with a camera. So like I don't, I feel like I owe them a firstborn or like some sort of blood oath. Ooh, maybe a CD copy
1: of Firstborn's first album, maybe.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. know, maybe yeah. That might be that might be a nice little workaround, so I don't I don't have to give them the air parent
1: of my fortune I think I know what is actually happening your old mm-hmm. camera or this camera inverted the uh, image because it looks like your, ta- your not tables your door should be on the other side of the screen no, that's that's correct. I have two doors there. Okay, well, it used to be the other way around. It wasn't. I swear to God, this is not because it used to be the there. The, no, Sean, you're gaslighting me right now. <laughs> you were in a different corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's true. I'm actually, dude. I'm not even Sean. I'm Sweep M Dog Twenty One. Okay. I, I have was, nothing nothing to do with m dog 20.
1: All right, I was going to also start calling Henry Hen dog 420. Nice. Cuz he loves that dank sticky. Hey,
0: yo. what would it take for you to call Henry Hentai dog 69?
1: Hentai dog 69?
0: Yes. What would it what would what would it require? How do I get you into this nickname for your cat?
1: I, it depends on how disgusted Nicole would be the first time she hears me call him that. Gotta imagine she'll hate it. Yeah, so it nothing. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> Perfect. I told on Height of Horror this week I've been swallowing pills dry in front of Nicole to disgust her. Oh, wow. Ew. <laughs> I mean, uh, why, that doesn't... It, <laughs> I don't know why that disgusts me. I haven't
0: seen it yet. I hope I never do. I've already taken my pill today, so you can't, well bitch. Give me my pill. I want that pill. Give me my milk. Man, if I had milk, fucker, would, would you tit me? Dude, my brain is not as healthy as I want it to be, apparently.
1: Hey, guys, today we are discussing episode 19 nope. of Lucha Underground entitled s- Grave Encounters. Absolutely
0: not. We are talking about uh, milk and meet the fuckers. All Sorry, right, guys. Ben
1: Stiller. This no. episode's pretty freaking rocking because hey, Sean, uh, we gotta get this one done pretty early today. All right, baby, and all your right, brain right. cannot improvise right now, so don't try Dinkin and go around. back to it. Yes, no, we and got that's, Robert don't think Niro, that's what you're doing.
0: Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller. Grave, I have grave consequences for the title. Uh, 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 I might is. have done that wrong. Interesting dark match, Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Swerve, a.k.a. Or Isaiah Scott, and Willie Mack defeat El Mariachi Loco and Ricky Mandel, as well as a tag team of Diff Cobb and King Cuerno. No! Which is, I can't believe it, I know Cuerno lost in the dark match, probably was not pinned. Uh, Looking at El El Mariachi Loco and Ricky Mandel, that seems to be a beautiful team where one of those dudes can take a pinfall and make... Swerve and uh, Willie Mac look great. Can't wait to see those guys coming in soon
1: to the company. Would you buy the DVDs of this if they included all the dark matches? Oh, yeah. Ooh, better get 80 bucks ready, bitch. Do they they include the dark matches? I don't know. I can Google it later. All right. Well,
0: that's that's a good way to trick me into buying... A piece of media I have no way of playing. I do not have a DVD player.
1: How do you not have, you don't have an Xbox. You don't have anything of that
0: ilk. Yeah, not really, no.
1: You don't have a minivan from 2004 that came equipped with four screens in the back. Oh my gosh, I do have a minivan from 2004 equipped with four screens in the back. But someone ripped out the DVD player. I know. (laughs) That's the best. That's technically surround sound because you can put them on all the TVs and they all. No, I'm kidding. Not every TV had a screen. That would be very expensive. It just came out of the car stereo. Mmm, best round sound I ever had were
0: all me and all my friends learning all of the words to Shrek so that when we watched it in the back of my friend's mom's minivan, we could recite along together. Wow,
1: you guys are nerd asses. It's insane. None of my friends were that into Shrek, but I see so many people now who absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They had a wrestling scene, so I immediately thought it was a good movie. I don't remember if the rest of it was. Which is why you love nearly every single Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, they're so good. Because I love Hulk Hogan. He's such a good person.
1: I bet you would. If you saw Hulk Hogan, would you suckle on his TD? On his TV or his TT? Both, either. You better mute that telephone. (laughs) I didn't know if you would hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh no, Discord
0: suppression failed me no no uh it is muted do not worry i would suckle on his tv because there is a 95 percent chance there is a milk commercial being played and i could always use some more calcium i would not suckle on his
1: tt because i fucking hate this guy do you want to know the best source of calcium what's the best source of calcium eating people bones Ooh, yum 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 boil them up and have it feel good
0: You know what the best source of uh, honorable revenge is? A five-on-one
1: match.
0: (laughs) Yes, but we only have three members of the crew because the L rape Network is not making a lot of money right now. So we're going to do a three-on-one match tonight. Rick won the chance to honorably mutilate the crew for his eye last week. No, I'm
1: talking about the first match, dude the first match five on one yeah you gotta get oh. five out of five wins best of in order to be of unique circumstances
0: <laughs> that is about as much sense as Dario Cueto says when he's creating this match I think I think it ends up being a best out of five we're talking about the drago and Aerostar series which they set up I think it was I think this was two episodes ago now because I don't think they were on the last episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Dario says he wants to do what tennis love rules, where like in tennis you can't win unless you beat someone by two, right? So like if you go if you get to forty all, it's not next point wins, it has to be next point and then another after that. That's what Cueto keeps saying, but that sounds ridiculous. And a lot of this, a lot of the stuff I'm looking at says just best of five series. Yeah. So I don't. So yeah, I think that I think at some point. They're just Someone just tells Kwaito, no, this is it's too much. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Nobody watches tennis. We're just going to do a best of five and move
1: on. So I made as much sense as Dario, except yes. I'm not hopped up on cocaine. What's no. better then? Being dehydrated
0: on cum gutters?
1: Okay, all right. They're coming in nice, dude. You yeah. want to check them out? Absolutely not. All
0: right, okay. <laughs> we'll go to the beach sometime. Okay. We'll make sure we invite Amanditida. Because I love her. I love the new band. She's
1: so cool. Well, it's probably their last episode, though. That sucks. Uh, But I think you are correct. Because Vampiro says, let's say hey to him one more time.
0: Oh, my gosh. And we say hey to Amandita. Before we go to the first match, the aforementioned Aerostar versus Drago. They are each one-on-one. This is their
1: third contest. And y'all just learned math, you silly bitches. (laughs) And guys, this entire night is what I call the slam jam because in so many of my notes I'm like they slammed them. They slammed them every single match. There's a slammer 3. Yeah, I'm surprised cuz this is a this is a night is almost
0: all matches. Very very few like promo packages or like backstage stuff happens. We see a couple. Did we I think I only see the one. The one, actually. yeah. Yeah, there's like I don't there's only one. So when like I get a message from James being like, "This is the best episode of Lucha Underground yet." I was I was genuinely surprised cuz I thought at some point you're going to be like, "There's a lot of matches, but where's all the ba- where's all the drama that I came for?" No, nah, man. We get so much in that final
1: match. Oh my god, I can't wait.
0: Oh, it's a very good match. This is also a great match. Um <laughs> the Aerostar and Drago part 3. It's it's still the story of Celestial versus Inframundo underworld. Or, according to Vampiro, quote, the dark side, from the underbelly of the smut that is the streets of Los
1: Angeles. Some people think dragons come from the sky, though, from space. That's bullshit. It is the underbelly of the smut of the
0: streets of Los Angeles. The underbelly of the smut, James. Uh, Sharks come
1: from the moon and dragons come from Mars.
0: Yeah, and the underbelly of smut. Mars is the Filthiest place to order porno in the world.
1: Mars is the underbelly of the smut. It's all legal pornography, not anything disgusting. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it disgusting in legalities. It's also all morally sound. Like, even a shrewd would say, like, oh, that's disgusting. But you want to know what? It's cool. So it's yeah, not yeah. purely gross and vile, but it still is, in a sense, kind of like... It's the Disney version of porn that is smut. I think you
0: just ruined porn for me, man.
1: Why? I don't know. It I th- just th- I feels thought weird. Now. It. What kind of pornography you into, Sean? The underbelly of the smut
0: <laughs> of the streets of Los Angeles. There we go.
1: I zip, you zap, and Henry Zops. Yes. <laughs> so do Drago and
0: Aerostar. It's an interesting match. I think and we get that story. I think a metaphor of that story, like, in the opening exchange, where Dra- Drago open, uh, I guess, his first licks in with just, like, some real nasty-looking slams. A lot of, like, a lot of like fold-you-in-half-in-the-back-of-the-corner-chair-style suplexes.
1: Ooh, fold-me-in-half-like-a-chair-in-the-middle-of-the-ring, why don't ya? Yeah,
0: yes, yes, but Aerostar is like, I can do that, but I'll do it with, like, fancy footwork. Like, I, like I'll sort of, like, position my feet to get you in a good position to suplex.
1: This is practically footloose over here this fancy feet. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, or there are
0: there a couple penguins? Absolutely. Mr. Popper is popping off another one for this fucking match.
1: Did you not get the Happy Feet reference? Yeah.
0: I yeah, I did. <laughs> Clearly. Happy Feet too. That's the Mr. Popper's one. Yeah, Popper's I- Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's yeah i don't it's oh my gosh these guys feel so fresh each time and this and, and, and this all it's it this still feels fresh it feels like a, a, you know a third exchange they know each other now and it is drago it's interesting watching drago sort of go on the chase and aerostar sort of like fall behind sort of perhaps at one point he's running away like a coward would yeah and he gets booed for it this is still a technical on technical match But seeing Aerostar have to use his technique of mild cowardice just to avoid the onslaught, the brutality that is the Inframundo-fueled Drago.
1: He's playing this match like I play most of that Gundam uh, What journey to, journey to some planet within the Gundam universe where it was so, so insanely difficult. Sometimes you just had to run away and just like blast off a couple shots until they get down to like a sliver and you're all out of ammunition. So then you have to run in and hope and pray they don't just murk you in three hits. Just like that, yes. I'll figure out the name of and this Gundam I, game. Okay.
0: <laughs> but we do, like... <laughs> and I think we get there about the second time. Because there's a, there, uh, about the time he, he does do a very, like, run out of the ring spot. Cut him off when Drago is chasing him. We get the double down, and they regroup in second gear, pretty much. Like, it resets the match into second gear. And it gets so... That's when we start seeing our big, you know, our, our big dives out to the ring. Our Drago's hitting rope-hung DDTs. Did that double stomp to the apron from Aerostar? Ooh. So many of these, like, hot, exciting, like, second second gear spots after that double down, including the big at oh my gosh, the Drago bait t- uh, tope corkscrew. When, you know how Dra- Drago kind of hangs in the ropes sometimes? Like, he's one of those little sticky guys that fall down the wall, but he doesn't fall because he's made out of the good sticky stuff.
1: Uh-huh. Come, yes
0: <laughs> drago hangs upside down like his back is covered in gum and he can't fuck he can't get off the wall the thickest goo ew <laughs> but that bait he does and then the huge and it's so interesting to see uh, it's the the audience is so aggressively behind drago when he hits that tope over over the ropes and it's like man it's so nice to see it's kind of like i touched on before it's so nice to see people like just really feeling what they're doing. And maybe they're just, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just impressed by people, people in the moment and uh, wrestling. There's such a beautiful little grin on Drago's face. Where he's like, he's a little smutty devil of a dragon. But he has such this grin after that uh, bait and switch spot.
1: That I it, it just it, it thrills my heart to see. I saw you with that same exact grin when you're like, "Oh, this raccoon is going to be in the oven." When you're mm. improvising at brunch, prov. Oh yeah,
0: it's. I say that's 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 of our friends for three people who were there. Oh,
1: there were so many people there. One of them won't remember because that's how stoned they were. But he hey. was a menage. <laughs> uh he was a sweet menace but a menace Mm -hmm. also it's journey to jaburo is the gundam game that's very fun up until the last final boss and then it's nearly impossible love love a brutal final boss love a final boss
0: that makes me regret playing the entire experience Uh uh uh-huh oh my gosh There's
1: one thing about this match we have not commented on, and that is the commentary. The commentary is so on point this match. It seems like they are both realizing, hey let's be on the same team as each other and not do this fake back and forth like, oh, I'm the the snarky one and I'm the knowledgeable one. Stryker is asking him questions like, hey, you've had experience in these insane matches and you've battled people multiple times. Did you watch opponents' videos beforehand? Asking these these questions that will lead to wrestling
0: history. There is an interesting... Something you have to do to sort of fit in the vibe of your show when you become the work rate show. Because at this point, yeah, like TNA is in the grips of Hogan, uh, Hogan Bischoff. WWE is doing whatever WWE is doing. So in America, this is the work rate. You know, the the matches are tight outside of ROH, um, which is still technically an indie. The matches are tight people are coming in like you can put on a babyface versus babyface best of five series and people be really into it mm-hmm. you don't need, you don't need the melodrama necessarily of a good guy bad guy so to fit that aesthetic to fit that vibe you need commentary to match that you don't need the uh oh i'm clearly a bad guy and i'm clearly a good guy and we sort of tell the no like we kind of need that like sports analysis we, we need to treat the product with that sort of respect and that's and is that's when they work best. When Matt Stryker calls Katrina a full-grown woman, Katrina a little girl, then they don't work as well. No, which we also have in this episode. Yeah, specifically this match is their best mm-hmm. commentating. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it makes the most sense to me, especially because like on analysis, they're both amazing. Like Stryker is a great analysis. He's a great. He's a great play-by-play. Vampiro has been in the business for so long that his color is insightful and brings so much gravitas to the situation that in this match, which is, again, Technico v. there is no greater storyline other than I wish to be the best and I want whatever this, whatever this prize is. The uh, twisted offer from Dario Cueto, <gasps> which uh, Vampiro does remind us that Oh, I should have said twisted before. Uh, These offers always come with a twist. The twisted offer may come with a twist.
1: Yeah, and it's Jamie Madrox and uh, other dude. Shit, we forgot to say up front. (laughs) Hey, guys, we promised we would do Violent J's Bloody Sunday album. However, there was one day this week that I worked 15 hours. I woke up at 3.30 a.m. and then didn't stop working until besides your lunches and whatnot I didn't stop working mm-hmm. until around 9 pm so I just had an exhausting week so yeah I didn't want to dissect a violent J album and that's very fair is then we got to watch this really nice episode that
0: I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little on something I should have said up top I'm kind of worried about filling the time because there's a lot of just really good matches. And it's so much easier to do a podcast when something sucks. What
1: do you mean? Oh, I, hey, guess what? If it's a 50-minute record, I don't give a shit, Sean. I want it to be a 50-minute record.
0: I gotta find a way to stretch this to like an hour 45. No!
1: I will smack you next time I see you. You'll, you'll be like, do we have any suggestions from the crowd? And I'll walk up and smack you and say, get that bit rate out of my goddamn podcasts. Or keep your bitrate out of, keep my bitrate out of your goddamn files. There we go. I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm implying, the Will Smith smack. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just like how Drago fucking power bombed,
0: Arrowstar, like Arrowstar said something terrible about his wife, but the powerbomb was a slap. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Drago powerbomb, running, running sit-out powerbomb, big Batista guy, this Drago. Goes to the top rope, is cut off. Uh, it's just like, stop climbing from Aerostar. Aerostar climbs to the other corner, and in one of the most exciting and needless moves, which is, be- like, it's, but it's beautiful, so I don't care. Corner to corner, tightrope run to Frankenstein or Drago. Springboard splash, and classic Aerostar move for the one, two, three at 8 minutes and 18 seconds. Ooh. This series is going to be really exciting.
1: I love these two. A couple of notes from this is Aerostar went off the top rope into the outside of the ring and then hurt his little butt. He kept grabbing at his butt, saying, oh, no, I hurt my bottom. <laughs> and then Drago's like, oh, you might have hurt me real bad, but oh, I can't stop laughing. I'm busting a gut at your butt. And then, uh-oh, getting hit in the nuts, someone does. But then Striker says, oh, man, they you hitting each other in the nuts. And Vampiro quickly says, lower abdomen, lower abdomen, or maybe the upper thigh. I. Reverse lower back, a.k.a. the lower
0: abdomen. It's uh-huh. different. It only, It's kind of, that's one of my favorite bits about, like, wrestling logic. is because it all happened in the 90s. and all the N64 games, the best move you could do is stomp to the nuts. And you and just kind of sitting there playing it as a kid, like, I feel like this is illegal, but it's the best sound effect in the game is that big bell ding because we all have ring bells attached to our genitalia. Of course. <laughs> I don't yeah, you can't, you, you can't do that, but uh, the match is fire. I don't want to see him stop. I don't want to see the ref call this off. Referee Rick Knox, uh, hand still broken.
1: More like Dick Cox. Yo. Yeah,
0: yeah, you tell him. You tell him.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll <laughs> fight you, Rick Knox. More like Dick Cox. Yeah, yeah, you tell him. You tell him. <laughs> Rick Knox is going to mm-hmm. get
0: knocked, fucker. Wow, Wait, hold on now. I think you went a little far there. I, I, Rick, I'm Rick sorry. Rick Knox, kick rocks. Wow. Okay, James, uh, real quick. Rick, uh, I'm, I apologize for my, for my host, my co-host, my friend, my, my compatriot, my, 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 my dear one, James, for telling it like it fucking is, Rick Knox, kick rocks, you
1: shit cocks. Dang it. I was hoping you'd keep going this. The next thing I was going to say, mm-hmm. was, you want to know what? I, I was wrong there. How about... I get some salt, put this glass in it, and how about you lick shots? And then you go, "Oh, that was way too far, James." Oh no! After I'm like trying to mend things, you're like, yeah, yeah. "No, no, no." Well, what you could have
0: done was you could have you could have gone, "Goose, you went a little too far with that one," and then set up the, uh, okay. the, and then I could have been like, "James, you went too far," and then this could have been, uh, yeah, a, 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 a perpetual motion bit. But we're trying to keep this to fifty minutes, James. What's wrong? What's why would you why would you keep this beautiful, beautiful bit going? We gotta talk
1: about chess limbo. Oh man, nothing makes me so frustrated as someone who's a little OCD. I go to the barber shop and they're sweeping mm-hmm. and they mix locks. No. Oh, you don't want to talk about chess limbo. You want to
0: do more Rick Knox
1: bits. You want to know what? <laughs> of course Conan is a fucking chess nerd. Come on, get out of here. However... This entire bit of him saying like, oh, the thing in chess is just like the thing in Art of War Battle. That's the metaphor Mm -hmm. so many people have done in the past. Oh, you just need to make sure El Rey, which is a shout out to the network, the king, never Mm -hmm. gets taken. And it zooms out. Who has he been teaching this entire time? It's our boy, Prince Puma. And this makes me so badly want a Lucha-style movie you know like from back in the day that influenced beautiful art like lucha not underground los luchadores
0: sure the el santo style films
1: yes where it is a coming of age prince puma movie where he like goes to the park and is being taught by this old head like yeah you know this is how you figure out life it can all be taught through a game of chess honestly
0: like stand by me But the children are like Prince Puma, Phoenix, Drago, and then Penta is the Corey Feldman. Who's like a little, he's like a little out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would watch the, I I made myself
1: excited. (laughs) I would watch the fuck out of that. If only we were working for Lowbrow Studios or WWE when they were in partnership with each other, making Mm -hmm. a like little kid WWE movie, TV show. Shorts.
0: Well but but I don't want to use WWE superstars I want to use Puma Phoenix Penta and Drago
1: okay well we could have said hey much WWE much like Rick Knox you can kick rocks we're going over actually they all yeah. oh, fuck me. We, only if we were working at Lowbrow Studios when they were working on Explosion Jones for the El Rey Network, and we yes. could have pitched Little Kid Lucha. Would, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they would have said, isn't that like Mucha Lucha? And we're like, shut the fuck up. It's nothing like Mucha Lucha. And then we just steal episodes of Mucha Lucha.
1: It could be Lucha Kids, A Cat Named Puma Doo. yo what's a does anyone start with a y yeah cage because we could do like a yo yogi but we would need like there's no one named yolanda yo yolanda
0: No, but I could see Brian Cage, like, stealing picnic baskets.
1: All right. But he's he doesn't steal in Yo-Yogi. He is part of the laugh squad, the lost and found squad, and they Mm. are working with a young ranger Smith who works mall security at the the Jellystone Mall. Wait, what is Yo-Yogi about? That's Yo-Yogi. It's a, like, detective show. It's so good. Wait. (laughs) That's okay. Um, um, I'll give you my boomerang password and you can watch all like 16 episodes. I've done it. You should do absolutely i'll watch all 16 of them
0: 16 on one we're gonna do it uh handicap elimination style just like this
1: next match coming up on the car but real quick you could come over and we could trade 3d glasses as we watch the 3d episode of yo yogi on vhs
0: oh that's romantic as romantic as three on one in this elimination
1: style match pee on cum
0: yeah the (laughs) yes as romantic as pee on gum it is the crew versus big rick uh which is also pretty hot a lot of history in this one of course big rick the original the original leader of the crew before they abandoned him to work directly for dario cueto cutting out the middleman that is big rick burning his eye with his own cigar he's fucking pissed i don't blame him he had to go to the priest, ask for confession before all this. Said, Father, I'm about to sin. I gotta get me my revenge. But he's a different person now. We've seen an honorable side come out of Big Rick after the trauma of being betrayed by his own men. As evidenced by the way he defeated Sexy Star last week. Like this is the one match, I think, of the whole card that is the i, I, I feel like there's just so much backstory attached to it. Like, well, no, that's not true. That's that's not true. They, the most mellow maybe. Where there is a certain fantasy element to the headline match. There is a more sports element to that first match. This is the uh, OC, One Tree Hill, Gilmore Girls. He said what? Oh my God, you're going to have to swing a kendo stick at him. Style of match of the entire night. Or just trashy reality TV. Also that. That's also true. Because that's literally what this is. The Dance Moms.
1: Of matches no. on the card tonight. Not dance, uh. mom. Fear factor, baby. Because you have to overcome your fear of cigars now that you've had one in your eye. Yeah. Also, everyone here listens to Joe Rogan. Also, like when my sister sliced me with a knife and then I was afraid of knives, still am to this day. Oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. I'm sorry. Which is weird because I'm like, mom, if I don't want to get it, I was like 12. Uh, My Mm -hmm. sister cut me real deep on, in quotes, accident. I know what you were doing, Louise. You're trying to take me out, you fuck. So I'm very close with my sister. I didn't
0: realize your your sister writes for the band Franz Ferdinand. I don't know what that means. She's trying to take you out? I don't know what that means. It was a popular song in the 2000s. Doubt Uh, it,
1: fucker. So, wow! <laughs>
0: what a piece of trash! Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you go, Rick Knox? All right. James. All
1: right so cool. uh, when I got sewed up, I didn't want to get stitches or the shot to mm. cure tetanus. I do not need tetanus. My sister was doing the dishes. It was a clean knife she cut me with. Of course. Uh, she, my mom knew I wanted to see Freddy versus Jason badly, so she. She bribed me with, hey, I'll take you to go see that movie. You that, you know that movie that is just a man with a large knife running around? Oh, no. And you just saw the face of your sister over
0: Jason's mask?
1: Yeah, and then, you know, that pervert with, like, you know, five little knives on their fingers? Oh, my gosh. Franz Ferdinand, popular
0: band of the, of the early 2000s? Uh-huh, and he got his revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you really? So, okay, uh, remind me to never wave knives around in front of you. And remind me to never wave cigars in front of Big Rick.
1: Yeah, also, quick note to our listeners. Never wave a knife in front of anyone unless they ask you to. Nah, I'm into that shit, baby.
0: Purr. That's my kink. True. Uh, Striker compares Rick's cigar to the Book of Exodus, and then, and then immediately asks Vampiro like, what his analysis of in this match and Vampiro ignores the question to let us know, pious man, Big Rick is here to kick
1: some ass. Sean, real quick, mm-hmm. I'm into water sports. You're into carnival games. When it comes to kinks. ah, okay, because people throw <laughs> knives and shit at carnival circuses. That's well, not a really game. That's more. Jesus, I accidentally threw my pen that was in my hand <laughs> as I was miming throwing a knife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just want, I just want to be the assistant to some sketchy carney. That's all I want to do. Do it, man. Hit up a Violent J. Oh, maybe. I have to listen to his album, though, first, and I'm not ready to do that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting match. At, right after the bell rings, uh, Big Rick uses his fingers to remind himself that it's three on one. Like, there's this weird moment where he, like, he, he, he kind of counts them off and he looks at his fingers. He's like, three,
1: one, got it. And I'm like, I don't know. You probably could have known that in the back before you came out. I know. I feel like he's being written by Hideo Kojima now. So just (laughs) let everything roll off and just say, hey, this is a story ride. Yeah, that's fair. This is this is this is the Metal Gear Revengeance
0: of of, uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. We have Big Rick just being Big Rick goes on the offensive immediately. Just clubs everyone down to the ground. It takes two guys coming at his ankles to, like, drag him down. And it's just, like, it's ugly. This is ugly fighting. Where the first match was, like, tech- like very tactical, very beautiful. And even though Drago is wrestling an inframundo, a much more brutal style, it's, there's still a lot of technique going back and forth. And a lot of excitement, a lot of extravagance, spectacularness. This is, to quote Vampiro, prison style. Prison shower style, excuse me. Well, he doesn't say the shower style in this he- match. Not in this match, no. But he has described this style of uh, wrestling as person Shower style, and I think we need to honor that. I like I'm into it so far. How did you How do you feel about the match? Sort of like I guess just on that. Ba- just on a baseline before we break down any story beats.
1: Oh, I really loved this match. The few big pops, if you will, you get and the ending. Fucking ripped, and I I'm calling it. That I called mm-hmm. the ending. Like these two yeah, individuals yeah. will become a team. Ship them, baby.
0: Tag ship them. I don't know what I, I think I guess it's still called shipping where it's not. Like, I don't want to see these two have a romantic relationship, but I want mm-hmm. them to tag team.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, tag tag, tag team them. someone romantically. OK. Happy Valentine's Day, you sexy so and so. I told Nicole that we need to thruple a Hannah or a Barbara so we can use them as as just like riding coattails to get further in our chosen careers. Oh, man. I I, I hope you get there. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, I,
0: I s- <laughs> yeah, when the crew take over, it's because they're swarming him. It is absolutely the numbers game that gets them their advantage. They lose that advantage when Big Rick blocks a double Irish whip into a chair, and then instead Irish whips Cisco into the chair, absorbs Castro's kendo stick strike. Like, just like, gets hit with a kendo stick in the back, and instead of going, ow, goes, Rrrr! And then it rips it and just like swings the kendo until
1: it breaks in half. And he absorbed it like a gelatinous cube in Dungeons and Dragons, pretty much. The, 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 yeah, or like that Tidian bio hunter. I don't, I don't know that reference, so yeah. Listen to uh-huh. this existed over on patreon.com forward slash MLM
0: pod. Boom, boom, boom sky high spine eliminates Bale first at three minutes 23 seconds no i know castro and cisco they want a double suplex but big rick wants a double suplex of his own big reverse a fucking the broken kendo stick assisted lariat like big rick just holds the broken kendo stick sort of like from his hand to his shoulder and uses that to fucking clothesline the boots off of Castro mm-hmm. and eliminates him at
1: 4 minutes 23. I loved that. I think we also forgot to mention the backstomp DDT assist. That was really cool early on. Mm-hmm. One of them, like, from the top rope, jumps on Big Rick's back while someone had him in, like, a headlock and DDTs him. It was nice. And guess what? You don't need two eyes to whoop ass, baby.
0: (laughs) That's true. You just need a kendo stick and hatred of your former best friends.
1: There's someone in the crowd screaming, whoop that trick, Whoop, that trick! But no one shushes them, and I wish they had. Nah. But you know what? Shouts out
0: to the first match. Whoever, uh, there was a spot, it might have gotten cut for TV time. Or maybe this guy just doesn't understand you fucked up, Chance. Because at some point, Aerostar whiffs on his, He like, he, he does, he attempts the springboard splash twice. The first one, he whiffs. Uh, Drago rolls out of the way, and... Like, it's so weird because there are two dudes really close to the camera who laugh very obnoxiously.
1: Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And then there's like a you
0: fucked up chant. But again, it's like that's reserved for like actual mistakes. Like, I'm pretty sure Drago was supposed to avoid his finisher because the match wasn't supposed to end
1: yet. They had like another like three minutes of action planned. Well, you fucked up, Chancer, also when you start courting a woman and then she double crosses you with another man and they start screaming at the cuckolded person. You fucked up. You fucked Mm -hmm. up. That's That's also true. But that situation was not present
0: in the Drago Aerostar match. As far as we know, Drago might be cucking Aerostar or vice versa. Maybe that's, like, what this really is about.
1: You didn't see that, like, little Cupid up in the sky saying, oh, which one will win my love? Oh, wait, they're trying, they're courting specifically Cupid? Yeah.
0: The, oh, so this is, oh my gosh. And that's, and that's going to be the story of watching Cupid, who's always played matchmaker, is Hello Dolly. This is Hello Dolly of professional
1: wrestling. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's how charismatic these two individuals are cupid is like no 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 they aren't getting anyone but i can only have one match it out well speaking of charisma mr cisco
0: must be charismatic to big rick because he is the light of his eye oh excuse me i meant to say he is the guy who burned out big rick's eye and now he is alone in the ring with this guy and he wisely says fuck that he 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 waves it off he's going but he's he's walking up the stairs he's going to take off his shitty underpants that he just pooped in and leave it in Chavo's bag Hell and yeah. i don't blame him big ricks is scariest guy
1: uh however sexy star appears i will say real quick that is mm-hmm. against the disrespect that chavo deserves It's you are supposed to be intentionally pooping in his bag, not an afterthought of, whoa, I pooped my pants. I'll throw that in there. No, just steamy loafers straight from rectum to inner workings of this bag.
0: Intention matters. That's why the that's why this crew, they're not just they're not just rudos. They're something extra. They're capitalists. The most the most vile form of heels in professional wrestling they're just doing it for they're just doing it for
1: money and convenience, baby. Yeah, it's like when you poop yourself in school and you throw away the underwear. There's an intent there that's not going to give you any brownie points, you know, browning points, which would be like, hey, I'm going to just take a shit directly into this trash can yeah yeah speaking
0: of taking his shit directly into the trash can of chavo guerrero sexy star one of the original fuck this guy baby faces against the heel chavo appears at the top of the ramp and beats mr cisco back to the ring uh he just gives him a few of the uh internationals the uh ah, hey, hey, I'm, i put my hand in the crook of my elbow and then i turn it up and that means fuck you yeah big big rick with the wind-up punch just immediately puts Mr. Cisco down and busts him
1: wide open. You had a quick Bugs Bunny speech impediment. You said "big wick." Well, guess what? Big Rick needs a big wick to light them cigars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's and he's gonna light up Mr. Cisco in a moment. He sets up the chair. He. Picks him up. Mr. Sisko is, he's sleeping. He has been sent to the dream realm after that first punch. Big Rick, though, fuck, he remembers his eye. He just starts popping him. just like the way he's punched, stiff punches, like into the bleeding head, this sad-looking bleeding head of Cisco. before the Uranagi slam through the chair. Massive dent. It is unsittable. And Mr. Sisko is unanswerable, for a three count, he loses at 6 minutes, 17 seconds.
1: Ooh, imagine someone taking out that many guys that quickly. Yes, Big Rig's powerful as hell. And, like, also watching him laugh
0: and sort of, like, give the big hands up when he sees Sexy Star bring Mr. Cisco back to the ring. There's something very endearing about, oh, I'm going to murder this man. Hooray. I'm hap- I'm happy. I'm gonna get my revenge. I guess so. It's it's very sweet in a very like there's sort there's there's an interesting contrast of a very happy Big Rick and knowing what's about to happen to Mr. Cisco mm-hmm. as soon as he gets back in the ring. Oh, I loved it. It
1: was sweet. It was real good. Mm-hmm. And that chair slam. No, thank you. As a viewer, I don't want to see that. Oh, I absolutely. Oh, I love those spots. Because it's It's, like, there's no way to mm -hmm. fake what just happened. It's just, oh, you landed on an area that is more easily damaged and landing on a body part that has a little more give to it. It just is. No, there's there's cool shit to be done that you don't need to permanently ruin your body for respectfully. I mean,
0: I definitely agree that you don't need to ruin your body for stuff. But the chair is not a traditional steel chair. Okay. It is of a lighter material. Um, so it does give bend. And it's so funny. It's, it, those aren't the spots that usually get injured. It's usually because like it all permanently injures your body because there's no reason you should be taking these back bumps anywhere. The next match we're about to see, none of the things that they do is what the human body is designed to do. It's this gamble you take when you do this form of entertainment. And it's why, like, as fans, I'm always very grateful because it's a it's a wild toll on the body. Um, But it's always so funny because, like, I think that specific, those Yorinagi through the chairs looks so good. And it's so funny, not funny, I guess tragic when you think about a lot of injuries. It can be from spots like this, but a lot of times it's like something a little more basic. Or hell, you—it uh, started. It was making the rounds on Twitter recently. The uh, Kevin Nash blows out both quads, walking to make a tag, and like Obviously, that part of that is like you know, a culmination of uh, injuries over the years. But yeah, it's fair if this makes you squeamish. I apologize. I also like don't want to kink shame any other wrestling fans who love that chair spot. I'm with you guys too. But if you, if the, if that one also makes you squeamish, that's totally fair.
1: Uh, I'm not with you. I'm with her meaning that Joaquin Phoenix vehicle maybe? wasn't that no
0: I don't follow the I don't follow the career of Joaquin Phoenix I thought you were talking about her
1: Katrina because we're about to get to our main event No you know the Spike Jones movie her with uh Sandra oh. w- No I said oh is she is Sandra Bullock in there No she's not is No she? it's the one lady you know Oh, of course, the one lady, she, can she was in the movie. can do everything. It was Joaquin Phoenix My and mom? Scarlett Johansson. I can't believe you tried telling me it wasn't.
0: I, I, that was a conversation you had with yourself, and I was just here for it. Olivia
1: Wilde's in there, and Spike Jones directed, and is in it. I can't believe well, you tried gaslighting me, Sean. You know who's on Lucha Underground next week? Our favorite
0: wrestler, he's a problem alberto del rio defends his triple a mega championship against tejano but we also have puma and cage uh in a boil height street fight for the lucha underground championship and as soon as i i'm really glad they actually did they did they did in the reverse order they announced the triple a and then the lucha underground so maybe go oh yay it was a wild ride of emotion before we begin the wildest ride of emotion grave consequences Casket match, mil Muertes versus Phoenix with Katrina.
1: You gotta listen to the Rugrats soundtrack. You'd know that rock hymn song, "Wild Rat! Rugrats oh. always dangerous. Dum 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 dum, dangerous.
0: I I sure would. I'm but I'm too busy. I'm too I'm too busy. I'm too busy watching this match where the winner is the first lutador to put opponent into the coffin and then shut the lid. Oh. I love, by the way, real, so the magic when the, the magic starts, it is a procession of, the casket is brought out uh, via a procession of, I have the name here, Faces of Death, uh, which are men and women in uh, d- uh, Day of the Dead makeup, and then two of them are on stilts. The one on stilts aren't helping with the casket, but they're on stilts, and that's pretty cool.
1: Wait, this isn't the video Nasty Faces of Death? Oh. I mean, it kind of is, actually. It gets there. Oh yeah, in the in the end, yes, it is a
0: brutal, very like fucking brawl. I'm I'm curious when you sent me that message that like I'm loving this episode. Was it this match or was it like before?
1: It was all of it, but specifically this match. Holy Christmas! You know I don't like it when people go out into the crowd and whatnot. Just Mill somehow makes everything work. He's so good. <laughs> Yeah, this is a
0: big Southern Brawl-influenced st- brawl through the crowd. It's a casket match, so if you're familiar with like Undertaker stuff from the WWF, WWE, that's the rules of the match. But I don't know if I've ever seen a casket match brawl through the crowd like this. This was... Like they, multiple times they go through, they go through the audience. At one point, Bill is like Sabu tossing chairs into Phoenix's face in front of a lovely family in Uh like this second
1: row. And it's beautiful. Like it's such a beautiful, brutal brawl. This match starts out with Phoenix walking down and before he can even get in the ring mill jumps out punches and bell rings and Mm mill takes him and then immediately you hear vampiro say oh shit and then the camera pans over because mill is about to just slam him into the commentating table i was like yeah and i love vampiro just knowing what is exactly about to happen he's like oh we need to stand up and move our shit or we (laughs) will be screwed
0: yeah, like, I think they're really like, if we don't come back, we're sorry, but like, uh-huh. they're going to destroy our precious table. Mill crushes it. I was not, I was not a Mill fan when we started this podcast, and I'm so glad we're watching Lucha Underground, and I get to see more of Mill Muertes. This match is insanely mm-hmm. good and wonderful, and I'm a horny in the best ways
1: possible for the violence in this match. Oh, just like Dario Cueto. Mm hmm. Daria (laughs) Cueto. She just sasses her parents while snorting cocaine. And Mil Muertes is standing on the man of a thousand
0: lives. I think this is the first, I think they alluded to it. I think this is the first time he's been introduced to the
1: ring with that. I might be wrong. Oh, I've heard it multiple times. So, unless it's on his way to the ring? Unless it's in promo packages, I have not. Yeah. Okay, I
0: think, I think that's what that's what it is. I don't know why that makes it more official to me. Like, yeah, you can call me whatever one of your promo packages, but what do you call me when I get to the ring?
1: What would I be called in the ring?
0: Uh, piece of shit. Okay.
1: Piece of <laughs> shit, marshland
0: monster. <laughs> yeah, and then you have like an upright bass that you were fingering a second there
1: in the air that the audience couldn't see. What would you be called? Sexy piece of shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one with cum gutters over here, okay? Yeah, and I'm the one with gutter cums, baby. Oh, dang. You, right, it's right, just right. like a leafy cum that comes out of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: you literally right. have that's how you clean out your gutter. That is your penis. You have a gutter dick, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm gutter dick as fuck. a mouth hose. gut, a gut mouth hose. That's an old Lissaseer TC of Never Dead Click and Demonic song that Lissaseer's like, yeah, if I could go back in time, wouldn't make that song. Yeah, and you would know that if you listen to the Rugrats soundtrack, you fools. Mm-hmm. You better believe when they're jetting down inside of the little reptar, reptar wagon, wagon? Yeah. down this they're not screaming yo ho ho in a bottle of yum they're singing a mouth, mouth, g- mouth, mouth hose gutta mouth hose
0: <laughs> this match is awesome This match is so fucking awesome.
1: What's up? Did you know that being involved in vampire cults most of your life will weigh heavy on you, which we find out from Vampiro, which he was just playing Vampire the Masquerade, right? I imagine. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about, though. Oh, Vampiro says, like, oh, all this dark art stuff that Mill is into. Take it from me. Being involved in vampire cults most of my (laughs) life. I missed this. Hold Wowzers. on. I missed this entirely.
0: <laughs> it's so hard with the match is really good. I get distracted. I miss some of the wild shit Vampiro says.
1: He says that, and <laughs> like right afterwards, is when that first coffin slam happens when Phoenix mm-hmm. is going to spear a mill from outside he, of the ring. He and-
0: runs. yeah, the, the running suicida spot that I've never seen countered like this before in my life. It's
1: countered because Mill just picks up this coffin from one end and just uses it as a shield, puts it all the way up perpendicular with the ground, and Phoenix just slams into it like he's a bird. This is like a bird Mm -hmm. to a window.
0: Yes, yes. The difference though, a window cracks. The coffin dents. Yeah. Like the coffin is dented from
1: this man's face i truly (laughs) thought that when they went to open or close the coffin it was not going Mm -hmm. to open properly or it was not going to close properly from how dented it becomes yeah i mean it's a very well made they might have spent a little too much money on the
0: coffin the paint job was beautiful but the actual coffin itself it's like a very well made coffin but man it looks fucking great and they do the match for all you Mil Muertes fans out there. They do the match really well of uh, the like, what is the what is the story of a thousand lives versus a thousand deaths? It's a lot of Mill. It's a lot of Mill bullying, bullying Phoenix. Uh, right after that is when after that, all uh, the, the face forced into the coffin is when Mill rips the mask open. Yes. In a very like shitty, disrespectful way. And then so Phoenix is bleeding after he went face first into the coffin. Then his mask gets ripped open like a clamshell. And then Mill is biting the forehead where the blood comes from. And he does it a lot. Like he is he is cannibal he is cannibalizing our sweet ba- our,
1: our sweet baby cat boy. So uh, this is when I wrote down this match is brutal because. Mm. They make such an emphasis as they should on the mask being ahead, like being ripped off. Imagine, like, the skin of an individual being peeled and that person has to kind of, like, mat it back down so it's not flopping in the wind. That's what it's like in this match because there is also blood <laughs> underneath that mask now. So it's, yeah. it's intense. <laughs> Even watching with my orange-blue light blocking shit, it was still disgusting in all the best ways yeah. And oh I'm
0: sorry I the face first into the coffin is not what makes Phoenix bleed. It's when Mill takes the hook off of the turnbuckle to use it as a weapon. So as the bottom rope he essentially nullifies the bottom rope and now he just has a like this fucking hard metal hook that he either brains Phoenix in the head with or chokes him while biting him in the forehead so like cool. hanging him. it's so brutal. Uh, and that's the that's when the, and then they go to the outside. Also, at a certain point, Mil just starts dragging the coffin with them wherever they go, like just in case you never know when you might need a coffin. When I might need to end this match,
1: guys, I don't need multiple of my friends being all sad, oh, carrying me to my grave. No, just hire Mil Muertes <laughs> to drag me on the ground in my coffin because this man can single-handedly do that.
0: Yes, <laughs> and also bonus points if Ray Phoenix is there running away. <laughs> he's just ch- he's just chasing Ray Phoenix with James's body in the back. In tow. yeah, and it really does feel it feels like like as soon as they get to the outside. I mean, honestly, as soon as they got to that that coffin spot where he blocks the where he blocks Phoenix's suicida, this match felt special. Uh huh. When they go to the the outside for this first time, it's fucking. Like it's it's innovative. It feels new, but it also feels like if you're an if you're an older school fan or you're like old school Terry Funk, like Cactus Jack, McFoley, brawl, like not just brawl around the ring, war fight, I was straight up war between two men on the
1: outside. ugh. I think I know why this feels new and why I enjoy it so much. The way mm-hmm. in which it's shot, they have like a crane above what, what do they call those? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forget what they're actually called. Cameras uh, those, that are that on like camera. ropes that can kind of do, they're on like an like a X and line. Y axis. Yeah. Like a zip line. Yeah. It's shot like that. So you get these beautiful sweeping over the crowd mm-hmm. Looking at it's not like someone trying to run up with a handheld camera looking at this to make it feel exploitive in a way of like, oh, we're on the streets and we're seeing this for real like it's an actual war footage. No, this is being Mm -hmm. shot on film, it looks like. That's why I think this is elevated above just those late 90s bullshit matches that I don't enjoy that are just ECW. strung ECW. out. Oh my god.
0: This is easy it's ECW but professionally done. Which is EC, like the ECW I don't think was even did they did they exploit their exploitative nature? Yes. Do I think most of that was done because they had no budget so they couldn't really afford? Yeah. Like the, like whereas and we're not and don't forget we're not touring, uh, we're in the temple every show. So they've mm-hmm. gotten, they have tricks. They have like here's our best angles for the, for this area of the temple. Here is our here's our trick to get the make sure the camera is facing the right way in this area of the studio, um, which is like one of the advantages of studio wrestling. But like yeah, it is. Like, it is, it is so nice. That's a great point. It's EC. It's, it's ECW Is if ECW looked good.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's my biggest issue with ECW, minus, you know, the interstitials of people talking. Yeah, well, how dare people talk? Get out of here. Just do your cool wrestling and fuck
0: off. That s- surprises me. I did not think you would be that. I, 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 I much figured you would be the, I want the good talking.
1: Um. It's because they... They're being too lordy. I want the campiness of a Tekken opposed to we're the hardest fuckers out here and we're going to eat your ass. I mean, we're going to stomp your ass with our hard muscle. I mean, our cool maneuvers.
0: Yeah, a little more Raven, a little less testosterone fueled guy number three.
1: I want glow, but fantastic wrestling. That's what I'm looking for. Someone gimme, gimme. <laughs> or because even in something like this, I feel like uh, a, a reminder that
0: because Bill comes to the ring with the sacred stone, Katarina left it in him before disappearing into the mirror. That's some tech and shit. Uh-huh. That there's a, it's this big violent brawl, but there is so much backstory and a mix of like like fantasy and just high stakes fucking melodrama, soap opera style of shit. Whereas like, you stole my, you stole my woman. You've cuckolded me. Also, I need that woman to maintain my immortal lifespan with the assistance of
1: my magic rock. Yeah.
0: But like, but if you don't want to get into all the supernatural side of it, we'll just say you stole my woman.
1: You yeah. Know? Uh, when they were up top the first time and Mill is trying to like throw him off from a one story ledge Vampiro just goes. He's gonna kill him. He's gonna throw him off.
0: He was gonna kill him. That was terrifying. I was so scared. And then because Phoenix blocks it, and Mill just instead throws his head into an air vent, which also looked terrible. Mm-hmm. It looked so like it like so good. It looks so brutal because he because like, Phoenix it's still all Mill. Phoenix is just limping. He's just trying to not die but doing a bad job of it he should (laughs) have oh man but he has he you know what he could
1: have because he's a man of a thousand lives so just keep coming back i love this guy so much hey you want to know what garfield i see him i shoot him once he comes back oh guess what good thing there's 10 more in the chamber or eight more in the chamber hey i'm kidding (laughs) if you're trying to kill garfield you should come with a goddamn artillery Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> or we just love, I, do you think Odie could kill?
0: I feel like Odie could kill Garfield if, o, as long as Odie was not trying to kill Garfield. Oh
1: yeah, like, like a Mr.
0: Magoo style. Yes, Odie could Mr. Magoo Garfield to death uh-huh, if he uh-huh. had to.
1: I once uh-huh. because Nicole has bad eyesight, and when we started hanging out, I did not know she had alopecia, so she would like squint and look at stuff, and I started. I was like, oh yeah, like. You're like my Mr. Magoo. And then she said, oh, no, I, I don't like that nickname. No, no, I don't like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and then in retrospective, I'm like, oh, Nicole doesn't like the Mr. Magoo because it also implies a blind, bald man. And that's oh, wow. what I is, what she was in her own mind. Aw,
0: she's no Mr. Magoo, she's Nicole, who's yeah. like a thousand times better.
1: She's not accidentally, like, knocking things over and somehow miraculously, without knowing, evading death every day of her life. Yeah, she's no, she's no baby's, she's no Mr. Magoo,
0: she's baby's day out. Because it's always a day out when you're with Nicole, baby. I didn't think that one through. Um, <laughs> fucking.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: just not giving Sean anything and he's defeated yeah it's okay phoenix fights his way yeah i'm I'm phoenix after getting his head slammed against the air vent you just just kind of like crawling limping eventually gets his eventually finds his way back into the rig but that's where he's dangerous is the problem and mill recognized that if there is a top rope phoenix can fly off of it mm-hmm. i want like i have the event i have the advantage on the outside. And so he takes him back to the outside and he drags the coffin. Oh, I'm sorry. Before he, Phoenix ends up taking a belly to belly suplex to the coffin set up in the corner and the coffin dents some more. It's like, fucking A mm-hmm. man. And then he goes, and then they go to the outside again. And then, and they've brawled in the, in the balcony again. And that's when Bill starts throwing Phoenix into the metal guardrail and slamming his
1: head into it. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! He's gonna run out of blood. What if when you said that Jesus came down and he was like, "What's up, man? You said me. You you called for me." And then I point to the I point to the screen. He'd be like, "Oh shit! You're watching Lucha Underground. Let's fucking go. Phoenix
0: is my boy." that's that "You would be a Phoenix boy."
1: I thought, like, in context of us right now, when you point at the screen and he's like, "Okay, yeah, James. What about him?" Oh, you say, "Oh, is
0: that? Oh, is that? Is that Marge Land Monster? That's my fucking boy." We got we watched Veggie Tales together oh, and it hallelujah. was a fun time. Would
1: uh, you watch Veggie Tales with Jesus if he came down? Yes, comatose. Also, we brought it up on Bible Man of him saying, "Hey, you need to corner the market on Christian media. You need to figure something out about that." And I said, "We tried." Sean and I had a Veggie Tales podcast. Mm-hmm. It went two episodes. Then Sean said, "I can't keep seeing this propaganda." And then Comatose <laughs> said, "You want to know? what? Yeah, that." that tracks that makes sense <laughs>
0: it's aggressively bad it's we don't have a time to get into all my issues with Larry the cucumber I'll fucking eat him dry I don't give a shit
1: I hope he's not dry like he's a cucumber
0: <laughs> Phoenix finally starts the what's way- not dry is my panty I yep real quick
1: even if he's dry that's just like cucumber chips it's still good
0: yeah man you know what else is fucking good R- F- brave phoenix jumping off of everything to start some advantage to, to, to start fighting back the second time he goes into the crowd he hits like a standing swanton Call, uh, fa- uh striker calls it the grave consequences uh after he gets thrown headfirst into the metal grate he start he lands two super kicks before a standing moonsault and this is the this is the this is the thousand lives of phoenix He has been taking through hell and then hell again and then hell a third time. No, but he's still fighting. He because Katarina sets up beforehand. The reason Phoenix needs this match is because Phoenix needs to kill Mill or Mill will kill Phoenix. Like it's that simple. You made an enemy of a man who will not stop until you're dead. So you need to kill him. And whether or not we believe Katarina or not. We have enough evidence to be like, yeah, Phoenix should probably kill this man before he kills Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're James, of course, in which case you're waiting for Phoenix to fucking die I for was. betraying Mill. Yeah, I know you, you were. You better
1: believe I screamed no as quietly as I could as to not wake up Nicole when we get to the end of the match. Yeah, which is <laughs> right about here. Uh, Striker
0: off. By the way, real quick shout out to Striker offering the analysis which again he it's great when they're when they're very analytical striker is sort of like like he's he's in this very serious analytic like science brain like math equations flying through his head mill mills advantage is on the outside phoenix's advantage is on the inside mill knows that vampiro what do you think and vampiro just like is quiet for a moment and just goes death will find you anywhere man Just <laughs> <Which is> jesus <laughs> True. He's um, like, get out of here, you juggalo edge lord. <laughs> and that's when, and it's a one, two, three. Because immediately afterwards, that's when Stryker comes in with the, how about Katrina, the tough little girl? Yeah. So I was like, get out of here, you fucking pervy jazz rat bastard. Uh, not a Chad, a jazz, a jazz rat. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah, he yeah, he is
1: a jazz rat. Uh, that mad striker Always going to those jazz clubs, giving his favorite musicians a little grandma heroine as thanks.
0: Yeah. And kind of like Mill threw that clothesline to Katarina as a thanks. One of the things that helps Phoenix take over is when he ducks a clothesline, Mill ends up laying out Katarina and she is like doubled over. And he shows a moment, a moment of concern. And Phoenix immediately takes over Inzaguri. And then they come back to Catriona, and she's like licking the blood off her lips, kind of smirking. And like, that's such is such an again things we could not do in ECW because we did not like, or a lot of companies that would like do death matches like this, like CZW even to have the scale, both definitely the definitely the skill. Like whoever is directing and you know like setting up these shots knows what they're doing. This is not their first time on a TV production. And it, showed, it shows that they, they do such a good job of melding the wrestling world and the television world. Because mm-hmm. that specific shot of Katrina being like, you, you kicked him in the head? Good. And it, which is why when she's Mad Striker is calling her out as a tough little girl, when she is setting up the coffin, she is opening the lid. Again, the winner of this match is the, is the wrestler to push their opponent into the coffin, then close the lid on them. Meanwhile, Phoenix inside the ring, his advantage... Mill on the apron, kind of in between, almost towards his advantage, but not quite. He's a, little, he's a little in between worlds right now. They're fighting. They're duking it back and forth. Eventually, Phoenix gets Mill doubled over. He climbs the top rope, double stomped to the bent over Mill who collapses into the coffin. And who but Katrina. After licking the sacred stone and throwing it into the box with him, closes the lid on Mill and his life at 14 minutes and 45 seconds, and James quietly screams, No, Mill! mill why
1: the only thing that makes me excited is to see how he is going to reemerge, and i hope he mm-hmm. reemerges as just a truly demonic figure out for blood of anyone who helped these two
0: so like like just he's mill but even more so this was like mill mm-hmm. freezes stage one now he's coming back as mill now how would you feel i would like to pitch the the other way now what if just what if He comes back and now he's, because he's been killed, he's been cleansed of the Mil Muertes made of a thousand deaths. He's just Pasquale Mendoza. a nice guy. He's got like khakis and like, like, like a nice little polo shirt. And he's just like real, he's like real into like, like, like Zen gardens. Would you still, would you still be into him?
1: Maybe, but I hope what happens is he becomes untethered from the Katrina of it all and becomes kind of like a revenant where his mission Mm -hmm. is to take both of them down. And then he is able to part from this world Mm -hmm. and go about living a happy afterlife. See, and I just kind of hope he comes back as a suburban dad with a nice hobby, but that's the cool thing about wrestling, is that there's something for everyone. No, uh uh-uh, get that out of here, unless that nice hobby is kissing me.
0: Aww. After the match, Phoenix of course celebrates, and Katrina, with the look only a woman who's just killed her husband with her lover, a himbo mythical birdman, can give, as she follows the faces of death carry the coffin out of the temple. And that is Lucia Underground episode nineteen, Grave Consequences.
1: Ooh, it was a great one. And maybe next week we'll be a stinker as we maybe do Violent J's Bloody Sunday. Ooh, I can only
0: imagine as we go into I don't know, it might be what if it's what if it, it might be amazing.
1: The songs are so long. Just I think it's 13 songs but 79 minutes something like that it's like cut some of that shit and some of the beats are like 60 beats per minute so and still so long it's like uh edit yourself oh man well
0: you can i don't i'll let you guys know right now i don't edit myself over on twitch.tv
1: goose vk you get the real deal i'll tell you how it is i'll tell you what i think of you and what i think of you is you're great yeah, No, Sean's censoring himself. He thinks all of you guys are jabronies. You fucking, all of you guys are marks. You fucking marks. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, guys. Head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content podcasts, I should say, every single Friday. And this month of March, oh my God, just like last March when we did nothing but this existed, reviewing the beautiful Three Ninjas franchise, we are diving into Troma Entertainment. You got yourself for each Friday, this existed, Lil Cory and I. Class of Newcomb High, Father's Day. Maybe Sean will be on that if he's available Wednesday. Who knows? I think so. I have to double check. Sorry. Life's weird. Monster in the Closet. Beware Children at Play. And then for our Straight to Patreon, for our $10 patrons, Nicole will be joining us to discuss one of the only trauma movies she enjoys, The Evolved Part 1. Nice. Very nice. Very cool. Very nice. Why aren't you over there when you could be over there, you fucking marks? Yeah, and also new uh, Dragon Boy suede marshland monster song. Actually, it's it's me making the beat and I engineered it, but he he's the only rapper on it. Called Adwala, coming out March twenty fourth. That's a Friday. We. Oui.
0: I didn't have more to add. I'm just very excited. I don't want to. I don't want to pollute the soundscape. Uh, with my voice, when you could be listening to that song.
1: Yeah, and we could be listing off our $10 patrons, starting with, yeah, guess what? We're changing it up. Alex Z the Waz, because she upped her pledge. I will not say how much it is. It could be $1. It could be $5. Nothing more than that. Then we have Steve F. Don't join a vampire cult. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour.
0: Don't join a vampire cult. Oh, Ryan, he's a rapper. Defo, F-O. Please don't join a vampire hyphen cult. Kayla, a.k.a. two grapes. Certainly don't join two vampire cults. Jordan P, the chaos witch. It sounds chaos fun, but don't, don't, don't
1: join a vampire cult. Join a witch cult, baby. Oh please. my God. It's my brother-in-common-law, my bickle, Joshua, Jakis. Oh my gosh, please don't join a vampire cult. Steve Barnes of Sweet Child of Time. Check that out.
0: Yeah, if Steve, Steve can join a vampire cult. Oh, my God. The mother <laughs> in which is mine,
1: my mom. Please don't join a vampire cult, mommy. Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, Shane. Shane, don't join a vampire cult. Don't do it. That fed. That fed, don't you dare join a vampire cult. And go follow him on twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's Corwin. Corwin, don't you even think about joining a vampire cult. You're too busy, Corwinning. Yeah, I've been James.
0: I've still Sean. And we've been Sweaty Sweaty Time Time Pro Pro Wrestling.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: I am recording. So like is ReCorps the new Ashton Kutcher show? You think? Possibly, Re- maybe. Well, explain yourself. Okay, so like Ashton Kutcher, uh, America's Sweetheart. We know him. We love him. We want to see him in more projects. We can't do punk
1: anymore because punk is dead. Or am I right? yeah, yeah I a uh, punk, punk is, is dead. dead. Baby. Punk is not, but where is the ReCorps coming from? Um. So what we're going to do is
0: put him on TV, and the first name that I came up with was Recorps, which I'm pretty sure is how they came up with the TV show named Punked. So no. I.
1: Yeah, you get, I know, like, like that's a first...
0: phrase people say: "Is you got punked." I don't think I never heard of that before. I'm pretty sure.
1: Oh yeah.